Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. But as we go through the four, we're looking at each of the Gospels. And this Sunday, Pastor Cody was supposed to preach for us. And we found out very late in the week that his family had possibly been exposed to COVID. And so rather than have him come up here and breathe on you, Um, we decided that the best thing to do so late in the week was actually videotape him doing a shorter sermon for you of this same passage so that we could stay on track. Um, And so he is going to be preaching to us via video for about 15 minutes from John chapter 15. And so I'm going to read that text right now and then pray for us. And because this is COVID, I'm going to ask you all to be flexible. He is not preaching from a lighted stage with smokes machines. He is in the driver's seat of his car. So let me read this for you, or actually let me pray and then we'll read this and then we'll hear, we'll hear from Cody for about 15 minutes. Jesus said to his disciples, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. And hear this, this is what I command you love one another. Let's hear God's word. Good morning, church. Today we are continuing our sermon series that we have called The Four, where we're taking a look at the four gospels. Over the past three weeks, we've looked at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and today we'll be looking at John. Now, who is John? Well, John was a fisherman who encountered Jesus and his entire life changed. You see, when John first met Jesus, John was known as one of the sons of thunder. He was sort of like a gangster. He was hot-tempered. He, was, he would go off on people real quick. You see, one day, Jesus and the disciples, they were passing through Samaria, and the Samaritans rejected Jesus. And John basically said, wait a minute, y'all don't love us? Y'all don't love us? Y'all don't have love for Jesus Christ and his 12 disciples? Y'all don't love us? Jesus, you know what? Go ahead and drop fire on them from heaven right now. What? But then, that was who John was. Eventually, he became a totally different person. John was the person who Jesus entrusted the life of his mother to when Jesus died on the cross. He told John that this is now your mother, and he told Mary this is now your son. John describes himself as the one who Jesus loved. John wrote about the topic of love more than Matthew, Mark, and Luke combined. John encountered Jesus. He walked with Jesus, and he became more Christ-like by observing the love that Jesus has for him and for us. Now, 
How could we become more Christ-like in the way that we love others? Like John, we must continue to believe. Oftentimes, Christians have fallen short, not just in the area of uh, keeping God's commands, but we continue to fall short and continuing to believe Jesus. And so today, I want to encourage you to continue believing Jesus as we follow him and watch his love transform how we love others. Since Jesus commands us to love other people the way that he loved us, we must believe that his love has changed our identity. We must believe that his love has changed our purpose. And we must believe that his love has the power to change our love for others. First, let's take a look at the fact that we must believe that Jesus's love has changed our identity. In verse 14, Jesus says, you are my friends. You are my friends. The problem we face today with loving other people, it starts with our identity. Who do we believe we are? Oftentimes, even Christians say things like, you know what? I don't allow people to talk to me in any kind of way. I've never been the type of person to take mess from nobody. Well, when you think about it, we're actually defining ourselves based on how the world dictates who people ought to be. But our identity is not of the world. We have to believe that our identity has been changed. Somebody say, I'm not who I used to be. Praise God. I'm not who I used to be. Stop identifying yourself based off the person that has died in Christ. No, we are a new creation. We are now in Christ. Our identity is in Christ. Jesus says, you're no longer servants, but you are my friends. Jesus' love has transformed our identity. The scriptures teaches us that in love, he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. He has taken us out of the fear of darkness and moved us into his marvelous light. We have been changed. His love has adopted us into his royal family. By his love, he has blessed us in the spiritual realm with every spiritual blessing. By his love, he has transformed us into a holy nation of his own possession. By his love, he has made us his friends. Somebody say, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. And as friends of God, we must lovingly challenge one another to keep believing that our identity has been changed. Our identity has been, has been changed. We are friends of God. Kiara Bell was 14 when she first began 
identifying herself as a boy. She eventually went on to a clinic where she was never challenged on her ideas that, wait a minute, maybe I am a, a boy. She eventually had procedures done. She took uh, hormones to make herself more like a boy. And she later on regretted it as her body started to deteriorate. She said that when she went to the clinic, no one had ever challenged her thought process. No one has ever said to her that, no, maybe, maybe you just need to think about this a little bit more. Maybe you need to reconsider whether or not you believe that you're actually a boy. Well, I want to share with you today that I believe that we have to continue to challenge ourselves and one another in what it is that we believe about ourselves. If you hear another Christian uh, saying things that are not Christ-like, like, like I, I, I'm the person that will... Uh, do this or do that. And those things have nothing to do with who Jesus called us to be. We have to be willing to challenge that and say, no, remember brother or remember sister, you are a child of God. You are a friend of God. And as children and friends of God, this is who we are. To love others the way that Jesus has called us to love we not only are to remember or continue to believe that our identity has been changed by Jesus's love for us, but we must also believe that Jesus's love has changed our purpose. Jesus's love has changed our purpose. In verse 16, Jesus says, I appointed you. We have been called to the mission of doing God's will by loving other people and telling them about Jesus's ability to save them from their sins. In Jesus's love for us, not only does he give us a new purpose, but he gives us his purpose. Our purpose for living is now his purpose for us. It is to produce fruit. Jesus says to his disciples, I have chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. This implies that Jesus's choosing of us is not merely for our salvation. It's not merely so that we will now have eternal life. But even more, Jesus's saving us and choosing us is so that we would bear fruit and that our purpose in life will be to live for God's glory. As God moves in our lives and moves in the lives of others, we are to move with him. But there is a group of believers that I would call the Mayab. They are the Mind Your Business Church. They say things like, well, it is not my business to tell people how they ought to live. It is not my business to, 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 to confront or to share with other Christians. Hey, maybe you should uh, continue to believe that your identity is in Christ. It is not my business to do that. It's only my business to walk with Christ and to live how he has called me to live. I have this singular focus 
I'm an individual rather than a part of the people of God. That has to be corrected. That has to be adjusted. We are called to produce fruit. And the fruit that we produce is for the good of other people. And sometimes we have to get to the point where we are comfortable being uncomfortable in situations where we are calling other people to live for God. The scriptures, uh, Paul says, uh, we live to persuade other people that they ought to live for Jesus Christ. We must continue to believe that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. The purpose in which I live is to glorify God. The love of Jesus has changed my purpose. And now my purpose is his purpose. To love others the way that Jesus has loved us, not only must we believe that his love has changed our identity and believe that his love has changed our purpose, but lastly, we must believe that his love has the power to change our love. Believe that his love has the power to change our love. Somebody say that, wait a minute, I'm not a loving person. At the end of verse 16, Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. You see, it all starts with belief. Do you believe that Jesus has the power to change your love for people? Our love for others is empowered by his love for us. Our love for others is empowered by his love for us. When we take a look at how he loved us, we are able to love others based on his power. And so Jesus loved others how? Well, the scriptures tells us that he gave his self for them. And when we give ourselves for others, we are living in a way that Christ has called us to live. When we are willing to say, you know what, I have other things that I have to do, but this need in your life is greater than what I got to get done in this moment. I'm going to follow in the steps of Jesus and lay down my life for you. That is what Jesus is calling us to. So at this time, I want you to think about who in your life could you be laying down your time for? Who could you be uh, laying down your treasures for? Who could you be following in the footsteps of Jesus? We know that's unusual for us, but we thank you for bearing with us. Cody did a great job of communicating to us while his uh, pulpit was a steering wheel. And, um, but I wanna ask you in all seriousness, if you heard what he said, I wanna ask you this ending question. Who are you called to sacrificially love? Uh, love is not necessarily a feeling, it's an action. Who are you called to sacrificially love? And then how are you called to sacrificially love them? I want to invite you now just to even bow your head for just a few moments and just reflect on that. Reflect on Jesus' love for you. Who are you called to sacrificially love? 
and how are you called to sacrificially love them? Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.